Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today my guests are Sam and Jenna of the Curiouser Archive, and our conversation is going to be very different than any podcast I've ever done before. We're going to be talking about lost and missing versions of Alice in Wonderland. Lost media is something that I've been interested in for years now, ever since I discovered it was possible for movies and TV to just completely disappear. I guess when I was a kid, I probably just assumed that everything was recorded and saved with purpose, kept in some studio vault somewhere. I had no idea that things could deteriorate past the point of being watchable, or just be completely destroyed or misplaced or never found again. And then when I started looking into versions of Alice in Wonderland, I discovered that there were a lot of versions that were now just completely lost. And since getting to know Jenna and now Sam, I figured it would make for a really interesting discussion to talk about all these missing versions. There are a lot of missing versions of Alice in Wonderland, which I didn't realize when I started doing this whole thing. But then I started looking into more like, because on IMDb, there's like listings for random 1950s televised versions. And yep. they you can't really find much info about them. And I think on Jenna's blog, there was other ones where it's, I think she just had them listed as missing or lost. And I've always been curious about those, like, what are these? Why Why can't we watch them? Um, <laughs> so since you guys are the experts, I guess we'll just talk about all of the ones where none of us can actually watch. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of interesting to discuss these things because um, it's kind of important for the preservation itself in case somebody does have information about where a copy might be. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, like, spread the information about it for that to help though some of these are probably just gone forever yeah it's also interesting if we ever get like pictures or really any any fragment of these adaptations i love because sometimes stuff like that is out there mm -hmm. well i've got these all written down in order like from the dates okay so i guess right. we'll start with the earliest one which i guess you just had titled theater parade yeah and mm-hmm it says all we've got is pictures. So what do you know about this one? This is from 1937. So this one was probably performed live. Probably wasn't recorded because Kinescope, I mean, they were testing recording TV back then, but it wasn't a definite thing. You know what I yeah. mean? This was very much in like the early years of television, or at least the early years of television when it started becoming widespread. Was a BBC production. I believe it was a theatrical production. Yeah, it was a theatrical one where they just basically recorded it. It was also weird because it's like, uh, it was actually three productions throughout the year. Right. Mm. They performed it three times throughout the year, and it was it was basically performed live on television. Okay. Was the first one um, Looking Glass? Um, I believe so, yes. Yeah, it was. Sorry, my, my thing wasn't showing up. I had to refresh it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's not much we know about this one. We do have some pictures. The one where Ursula Hanray is at a table with the kitten, I just stumbled across that on eBay. It was in an auction, so like we're kind of lucky to get that one. Hmm. And the others are so tiny, I don't know where they come from. There's only one like decent big-sized one. I do kind of like how the March Hare just has straw and he doesn't have ears. That's interesting. Yeah. And I'll try and have like the 
for people just listening on the podcast, I'll try and have these pictures in the video version. So if you go to YouTube, some of these that we're talking about, I'll try and include in the video. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's really all we know about this version. Um, um, the other thing that's interesting is that it was produced by George Moore or O'Farrell, and he produced a couple of other BBC adaptations later on as well. Yeah, he mm. likes Alice. I liked Alice. Anyway, so, that, and that's all we know. All we really know is apparently it was done with great success. Mm, okay. Well, the next one after that is 1944. And all we've got is some pictures left from that one as well. This one is interesting because um, you might be aware of, oh my gosh, I'm going to book sure her name. Eva like a galleon oh my gosh i butchered her name i know i did <laughs> sam do you know how to say it oh i honestly don't know um i usually say like galleon but i don't know if that's correct <laughs> yeah um well she's the one who like ha- kind of had her own alice that she um staged multiple times but we do have some recordings of that of her in those productions so like 1955 hallmark and 1982 great per- performances as weird as that one is so 1944 was actually the first recording of this out al- this kind of Alice, except for she wasn't in it. So we kind of do know what it was like, at least. Other than that, it's, it was really it looks like a really small production, and it supposedly had television special effects, and right. that's it's interesting. I like I wonder what special effects they had. Right. This one aired on a local TV station, WRGB, in Albany, New York. Um, don't know if it aired anywhere else, but that's where it was produced, at least. Yeah. Um, probably not existing anymore if it was recorded, but I doubt it was because it so- sounds like it was a really small thing. Probably. Okay. I feel like we're lucky to have the pictures that we have of it, honestly. Yeah. I like how Alice looks. She looks... I don't know. For some reason, it kind of reminds me of Dorothy. <laughs> I can kind of see it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then we got some horrifying mass. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, those. Yeah, those are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are pretty bad mass. Um, trying to think. Would these be the worst mass? Eh, they're still better than 1933. <laughs> <laughs> Only barely. <laughs> yeah, sometimes with a lot of those older ones, there's a lot of questionable costume choices. <laughs> yeah, the, that's kind of just how it is. <laughs> on the one, the big picture we have to the left, there's like a duck. And I don't know, it reminds me of Donald for some reason. <laughs> it looks like the Donald Duck, like the early Donald Duck costume. I know it's not because that this was before that, but still just like it's donald in wonderland that's what great insight that i bring um i am always going to see that now (laughs) you're welcome that seems Um, like it should be a cartoon they should do it kind of was a cartoon they did uh but donald in math magic land yeah i remember that how much of that was Alice inspired though? Was I feel like it was just the title, wasn't it? No, the, was, there's a lot of it, it that's Alice exp- inspired. Uh, really? I need yeah, to like, rewatch it. I ha- I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I recommend it. It's I mean I don't I don't think the whole thing is Alice, but they do have like the, 
a chess board and him walking kind of in a wonderland area and he's even in an alice dress at one point interesting um, maybe that yeah. could be the subject of a podcast someday <laughs> yeah, might as well. maybe like well. maybe some we could do some like disney alice inspired things yeah there yeah, is a lot of disney alice inspired things there are yeah fun. yeah we could talk like about adventures in wonderland too or um <laughs> through, oh, the mirror. Yeah. through the mirror um alice the alice comedies even though that's kind of like barely related to be honest that's worth that, a mention in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been kind of tossing back and forth the idea of doing something with that too. Cause I have, a, I have a friend who's into like really old Disney stuff and I was going to see if he was interested in talking about it. If it wasn't, if not for this podcast, then the other podcast, cause I do a Disney series on the other podcast too. But mm-hmm. it, that one is one I would like to touch on and maybe I could do it one way for one podcast and another way for another podcast. Sam actually found, um, didn't you find a rare one um i've got a bunch of rare ones that i actually got from a film archive um i was collecting disney shorts a few years ago so i've i think i've got most of the alice comedies that are still in existence so i mean uh hit him up when you do it (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) be happy to pass them along they're in another language though aren't they uh, yes, uh, the ones from the film archive have inner titles in Dutch, although I do have translations for them as well. Okay. We got enough topic. I think that's all I have to say about 1944. Yeah, there's just not much that we know about it. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of going to be a theme here. I kind of wondered, especially with some of these that don't even have names, like the next one, all we have is pictures and the year 1946. So this was a BBC one, and um, it's actually George Morrill Farrell again. So the guy who did um, 1937 did this one. And that's all we really know. We have a cast list, and that's it. We also have a really bad picture of Alice in, like, a lawn chair. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> so super book accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I guess they had lawn chairs like that. Well, I'm, I'm guessing this isn't an actual photo of the production because, like, you can see a camera to the left of her in the picture. So I'm guessing this is, like, a photo off the set. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. Like, the, the camera's pointed at her. I think this... And it, it looks like she's in a garden set. Oh, that, that could that be. Is, that is part of it. And uh, I say lawn chair, but it's more like kind of the traditional kind of lawn chair. Like, not, like, the plasticky kind. And I believe they did have those in Victorian times, but it is still a little odd looking. Yeah. And Uh, that's literally all we have. Yeah. We have like three different versions of this picture and they're all like not great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're taken from like different newspapers and magazines. Yeah. This this picture apparently got published quite a bit. Yeah. And it's the only picture I've been able to find of it. And, um, and I haven't been able to find like the original. So it's all been awful <laughs> yeah well right. probably with that have more information than on the next one because all i says is just some info for the 1948 version so uh, yeah. we don't even have pictures yes. to look at for that one right this was another bbc version bbc um, liked alice a lot yeah especially in this time period it seems like they did alice a lot in like the in like the 40s and 50s i believe this one included some wonderland and looking glass stuff just judging from the title what was the title? It's also on Christmas. Oh, the title is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. 
very comprehensive yeah. title. <laughs> um, it was adopted by the Herbert M. Prentice play, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we have, I don't think that play has been recorded actually, like in an adaptation. Not that I'm aware of. And we, I haven't been able to find any pictures of that one. When I try to look for it, I get 1949. Yeah. Um, I think possibly the other reason we know we have so many BBC versions in this list is just because we know about them. Um, the BBC has done a very good job of making their listings from back then available to search through and look at. Whereas for most companies, that's not really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there might be other like British even British productions that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. At least you know they exist because with a lot of like old BBC stuff has been erased. Like they would have recorded it and then they erased it to use the tape again. So yeah, yeah. that's a possibility stuff. with this one. I think um, I just looked it up, but when were kinescopes in use at the BBC? I think it would have been around that time. So it's possible that this one might have been recorded, but who knows? It was if it was, junked. it's. If it was, it doesn't seem to exist anymore. At least it's not mm-hmm. listed in their catalog anymore. That wouldn't surprise me because there's a lot of stuff lost from the BBC's archives because yeah, they didn't save it. I mean, that's the case with most companies from back then because they just didn't Re- see the stuff as valuable. Yeah, reruns weren't a thing, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. This one actually was reran. It has two dates, December 25th and then... Uh, again on december 30th now a lot of times when these old like the the earlier television programs we're talking about would have repeats but they'd be done live too right um, and that was kind of the way that reruns worked a lot of the time back then they would actually get the actors back in to perform it a second time yeah like, that's that why a lot the of norm. them a lot of them were like theater productions because of that because they already knew the play and could do it you know they did it again a lot <laughs> right um so this one th- this one's kind of curious though because that could if it was recorded that could be the kinescope airing and not a live redo but i'm not sure unfortunately we don't really know um yeah. there's no record that really tells us which way it, which way mm-hmm. it was all right i think we can move on to the next one which that one's 1949 through the crystal ball is that a show? Okay, so this one, um, this one is my favorite one of the missing Alice. <laughs> uh, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. So it was kind of a, a weird. Um, it's kind of experimental for the time period ballet program. So they they like did multiple. Um, they had done multiple stories at this point. They were trying to like use television as a new medium instead of just like having you know, stage productions, they were like trying to, you know, and then you just have the actors walk on screen and you're trying to like use the medium of television differently. If you get what I'm saying, particularly there's a quote um, because we have some quotes about this one. Somebody involved in it, Pauline Koner said, this is television. I said, there are no side wings. You can enter from above the corners or beneath. It was a revelation. I put a ladder outside of the camera focus. A dancer jumped from the top and entered from the top of the screen with a magical effect. So it's, it was a bit more experimental. And we also know that um, not the full Alice story was adapted. They did like scenes. So it, uh, it has the entry of the white rabbit uh, where Alice shrinks, the mad duchess and her unfortunate baby, um, the Cheshire cat, 
and the Mad Daughter's Tea Party, the croquet game, and a trial scene. And also this had Bambi Lynn as Alice, who was very, she was well known for playing Alice at this point. She'd done a lot of stage productions, particularly of Galleon's Alice. And um, she was also like a really good dancer. Unfortunately, this was like her only like recording, like visual recording. I think there is a record player with her doing Alice. But um, she was like, that was her thing. She played Alice a lot. So it's kind mm. of a shame that the only like visual recording of her being Alice is gone. Yeah. Um, um, this was actually recorded back then, yes. but unfortunately, as far as we know, the recording was lost. Yeah. Mm. But there might, it might still be out there. And this one I kind of love because um, it has Arthur Trutcher as the Cheshire cat. And I love Arthur Trutcher. If anybody knows him, he, he's mostly a butler in films. But apparently he played the Cheshire Cat a lot in um, stage Alice's. So he did this and he also did 1955 Alice as the Cheshire Cat too. Both costumes are ridiculous. So if you, we have a picture of him in costume meeting with um, a visiting celebrity. Like the man in our pictures is not in the production. His name is Dan Duria. I don't know him. I guess he was a big deal at the time. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> um, and Arthur Treasure is a Cheshire cat and he's like wearing a clownish costume. It's the most ridiculous costume. It really looks awful. I'm yeah. not sure what the deal was with that. Yeah. I'm sure he played it magnificently though. I, I, I would love to see him in this too, but he does well. I think he did well in 1955, even though he was basically wearing a statue. <laughs> <laughs> His Cheshire cat like comes across as more like no nonsensey but in kind of a ridiculous way. And I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I assume he was similar here. Um, and then we have a picture of the Duchess, but it's a very tiny picture. And um, Bambi Lynn with the baby and the guy's going to spank the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty weird picture, but yeah. <laughs> the weird picture. Also, it's like obviously just a plain toy doll. Like, not a specialized prop, which I guess, fair enough. I, I guess we can kind of see the background. It looks drawn. And one of the quotes, it does say, like, um, the guy asked the background artist for, like, tenniel looking. Um, which is weird because they have a Cheshire cat looking like a clown, which is not tenniel. But <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, so I would love to see this one. If anyone finds it, give it to me. Thank you. <laughs> I need more Arthur Treacher yeah. cat. I thought it was Treacher. 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 Creature. I have a lot of problems pronouncing things. In my head, I don't know that I've ever heard it said out loud. In my head, I always said Treacher. So I don't know. I suppose it could treacher. be either way. The English treacher. language can butler be confusing dude. sometimes. <laughs> it's the butler, dude. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one. Next one is Ford Theater Hour in 1950. Yeah, so this one, is it in the archive? I think it's It is. To be. I believe the University of Georgia has a copy of this one, of all places. They have a 16 millimeter kinescope. So this one exists, we just can't watch it. Yeah. Unless you physically go there. I actually emailed them a long time ago and they said they can actually screen it if you make an appointment in advance. Huh. So, so, you know, anybody in Georgia, go ahead. Um, Interesting. 
maybe we should go there sam just for just to see this <laughs> um it's like have you been to georgia yes what did you do i saw the alice <laughs> <laughs> anything else nope <laughs> um yeah so this one i don't know if it might be in other archives uh i think possibly david schaefer who was kind of like the alice adaptation collector before us he might have had a copy because he had it listed in a list of adaptations in the annotated Alice, but I don't know for sure. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, I um, don't know. If he did, it wasn't in the collection that he released. Well, he basically only released what we did because we asked. Yeah, um, I know. We literally asked him to release the public domain ones like 1931 and um, 1915, and he did it. Yeah. Um, At first, he was kind of apprehensive about it, but eventually he did it, which was great. Yeah. That's really um, cool. Yeah. And, and I talked to him a little bit. He, he's passed on. I kind of wish I talked to him a little bit more. Same. Um, and it, it seemed like he just, because when we, when we met him, we met him at Alice 150, and, um, which was like a, a celebration of 150th anniversary publication of Alice. And he was having a film screening, and we saw 1910 there for the first time. And you have to keep in mind at that point, we didn't had no clue what 1910 looked like really um mm-hmm. so we were just like we need to get this uh, yeah. <laughs> um, i mean we actually sat there in the theater with our phones recording the thing and that was the first copy that went up on youtube yeah and i was like you know what we might as well approach him and ask him if he could release it but we were like we were into alice adaptations and he was like mind blown like other people are into Alice adaptations. Like- <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of amazing because it, it seems like very few people in the LCSNA are really into adaptations. They're not really at all. Um, That's so weird. Why wouldn't they be? For some reason, they just don't run in the same sort. Like because we know people are interested in them, but they just don't join the society. They talk about like book collecting and stuff like that. And- <laughs> Yeah, they're they're more into that than like film and TV adaptations. If anything, they'll collect like. 1933 stuff because i guess they like 1933 um you know that's kind of an odd one to have as your favorite but i guess well they have a lot of rare merch i think for 1933 so when you get something from that it's like ooh, you have the crayon set (laughs) yes there was a crayon set Um, 1933 had a ton of merch too much if you ask me too much it's not fair 1972 should have more um so yes, yeah, they had a odd. lot of merch. Yeah. In terms of Alice merch, it's number two by far. Yeah. Of course, Disney, Disney is number one. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That um, makes sense. Yeah, they had like a painting set, a board game. The only thing they didn't have was a doll. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that seems actually like something that they should have had. That's yeah. like the most obvious thing. I would actually try to collect a Charlotte Henry doll, even if I don't like that Alice that much. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it would be even more expensive than uh, my big 1972 one back there. But anyway, um, sorry, I'm rambling. 1950. <laughs> 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 so this one was also kind of weird because Life sent a photographer out to take pictures of it. And they kind of like did some surrealistic things with the pictures. But I, I don't know. I, it looks like a pretty standard one, but I do really like how Alice's um, Pinafort is scalloped. I think that's really cute. Other than that, the animal masks are pretty bad. And there's not much else you can really glean from it, I think. The picture of Alice dancing with the rabbit's kind of cute. 
Yeah, oh. I think Alice looks really cute in this one. The animals, eh. Yeah. Um, oh, and also I think the person who played the White Rabbit, Dorothy Jarnak, she was also the choreographer. All right, and that's all we know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, someone goes to Georgia to tell us what it's like. Yeah, please. <laughs> University of Georgia? Is that what you said? I believe so. <laughs> okay. It's somewhere in that state. Yeah, it's definitely in Georgia. <laughs> that would be an interesting trip. Well, the next one is 1951, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Hecht, H-E-C-H-T. Yep. Yeah, um, we, we just call is, it that to differentiate it from the Disney one. Yeah, this one's really annoying to try to research because it's the same year that the Disney version came out. And there's almost nothing that we know about it. Um, we know it was directed by Bernard Hecht, probably pronouncing that wrong. And um, we have a comment that called it, quote, probably the first French TV movie, most certainly in the form of a film theatrical show. Of course, whether that's actually accurate or not, we don't really know. And we have a picture. That's it. Hmm. Um, just because of the year, this one's almost impossible to research. Yeah, that would complicate it. It's also kind of, it's kind of hard to research things in different languages in general. At least it is yeah. for me. Yeah, um, same here. But the year really hurts for this one because normally I would try to like look through newspaper archives around the time. But if you tried to do that with 1951, you just get dominated by Disney stuff. Yeah, because it was big in France too. So yeah, um, mm. and that's the other confusing thing. If it really was like France's first televised thing, what, what did they say? Probably the first French TV movie. You think there'd be more info on it? Yeah, yeah, and we've we have almost nothing. Yeah. We don't even know who played Alice. Maybe it's in yep. a French archive somewhere. Maybe. Um, that would be neat if it was. Um, it's, it's possible. I mean, you never know. I do think the set in the picture looks a little interesting. And Alice's dress kind of looks like Tool. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Tool. Um, I think you know, it's kinda, Tool. I think it's pretty Tool. Yeah. yeah like the, kind of like what ballerina dresses mm -hmm. look like. And that's kind of interesting. Also sleeveless. I like that cute little table. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, the brilliant commentary brought brought to you from me um and that's it <laughs> uh, uh not much else we can really say about it if anybody who knows french um and can research a little bit better and find a little bit more info i'd appreciate it yeah that's that's it the next one there's actually three in the year 1954 yeah. um the one it just says info that's all we've got is just some information not even pictures ah uh, yes uh this is actually the one i found the night before that disney world trip when i couldn't sleep don't know too much about this one either it aired on wor tv which was um a tv station in new york city um it was part of a three actor dramatic series quote called spotlight and that's about all we know. It was apparently an hour-long teleplay. But yet, and, it was airing on different nights. Yeah, it aired five nights in a row, but it was an hour-long teleplay. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> Next one is just called Children's Newsreel. Okay, so this one is also BBC. So this one is actually probably just a segment. From the looks of it, it's probably Matty Party. And um, it was probably to promote a play that they were doing at the time. 
And we have some pictures of like promotion for the play itself. Oh, and also there's a picture of Alice with a hideous animal costume thing. <laughs> yes. It's like I I don't know if that's supposed to be a cat like the Cheshire cat. I honestly can't tell what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a photo with her like wearing the Mad Hatter's hat. That's kind of cute. Yeah, that is cute. <laughs> uh, okay, it's a cat. Uh, just looking at the other photo. I have no idea who the girl is behind Alice. Yeah, and then also what's funny was when I first saw these pictures, I was like, oh, um, she's not wearing her pinafore, but it looks like, because um, there's another picture in a magazine, it looks like she just didn't have a pinafore in this version. And that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the last one for 1954 is the London Festival Ballet. Yes. Yeah, so this one um, was also a stage production. So seven scenes, a lot of roles looking at it. There was a skunk, apparently. Great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's interesting just what these companies add to these galluses. (laughs) Ugh, this is a stinky wonderland. (laughs) 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 Sorry, um, just being dumb here. Uh, They had like a whiting, lops, you know, mother and baby squirrel, father and baby owl, a, a robin. So, I mean, it definitely was a production. There's not much else we know about this one, though. It was another one that aired on the BBC. Yeah. I think Alice, her costume is really sweet in this. Yeah, it is. The lobster. I think that's the lobsters. I can't tell what the ladies are supposed to be, but I like it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is labeled as a picture of the lobster quadrille. So, but I don't know what the ladies are doing there. I don't know what they are. But um, I kind of it's kind of like a Victorian aesthetic thing going on for whatever they are. So I like it. It's interesting. Yeah. And then like the rabbit kind of looks like he's going to masquerade. Um, <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of like that vibe. It's unique. That's for sure. And certainly interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see this one. I think this one aired on BBC, didn't it? It did. Yeah. But I haven't seen any mention of it being preserved. Yeah, I don't think there's an entry for it in their catalog, unfortunately. Yeah. So this one might be gone, which is a shame. I think it looks good. Wait, one more thing. Why is the Cheshire Cat the Mad Tea Party? Um, good in the question. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that before, but yeah, that's a good question. Somebody time travel and tell me. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of like a Disney situation where the white rabbit's suddenly at the party. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Cheshire Cat's just like, I want to join in. <laughs> they wanted to give him more scenes, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because, I mean, it is a ballet. Oh, wait, he's with the Dormouse. Maybe he's trying to eat her. <laughs> okay, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a little bit clever. Um, it feels a little Disney-esque a tiny bit because the, you remember Dormouse like, cat, cat. Yes. Um, but they actually put the cat in. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, this would be a really interesting one to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we get a DeLorean or a TARDIS, we will get it. <laughs> if anyone knows how to get one, please let us know. You're I saw one at the Iowa it. State Fair a couple of years ago. <laughs> 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 I think it was just made of wood, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
We need a I working mean, one. <laughs> the TARDIS is made of wood anyways, but I think this one was just... Made. It wasn't bigger on the inside. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> of course, the Doctor would get really annoyed with us going back in time to all these different dates just to get Alice's. <laughs> what if we convinced him it was like to save Earth? He'd probably get really annoyed still. I don't think he'd believe us. <laughs> Depends on the stupid. doctor. Depends on the doctor. I think um, Matt. I think I could get Matt Smith to go with it. Um, you think Matt Smith's a Carolian? <laughs> no, I. I think he's a little goofier. Hmm. Uh, the first doctor would probably kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first doctor, but you would. Um, maybe the second doctor might go for it. Um, especially if he said, you know, like it has a lot of great music. He likes music, right? He plays like a flute thing. Um, third would probably karate chop you. I don't know about fourth. I'm pretty sure we'd be kicked out and probably wouldn't take too long for it to well, happen. Well, he'd, he'd probably be bored, but he'd also probably just give us jelly, bill, jelly babies before kicking us out. Um, <laughs> fifth, uh, maybe he might go for it. Sixth, no. He would, no. I have no idea about Seven. Seven, maybe. For, like, he kind of had a personality change. I feel like he got more serious. So maybe yeah, I, maybe for part of his tenure as a doctor, he would have been okay with a weird adventure going to collect old Alice's. <laughs> then he, then <laughs> things got too serious. And I mean, he did have a question mark umbrella. But Well, then again, I'm kind of like, wait, Colin Baker had a ridiculous coat. But I, I think his doctor wouldn't go for it. Um, but then again, he does have a companion that makes him exercise on a sports bike. So put up with that <laughs> and then drink carrot juice. Never mind. Maybe we could work on him. <laughs> I have not seen enough classic who to get involved in this discussion. Ninth and tenth, though, I don't think they would go for it. Probably not. No. no. Uh, and then I'm eight. not sure about eighth. Eighth might. I don't know. I have. I've he only had the movie and i haven't heard any of his audio dramas so i don't know much about his personality he's a victorian gentleman if we can convince him it would be very important to another victorian gentleman maybe <laughs> <laughs> of course though no that's i know that's really dumb because if you asked lewis carroll if he, getting all the versions to be important to him he'd be like what's a tv and <laughs> 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 all right sorry this was a very important discussion but it's kind of <laughs> the most this, important this is yeah. the strangest rabbit trail <laughs> <laughs> okay next one uh 1956 and that one i don't even have a title written down for that one so there must oh. not be a whole lot known oh we we have a tiny bit um i love this one we only have one picture of it, but gosh, I love this picture. The white rabbit's makeup. I admit, it's a little scary, but it's also really impressive. <laughs> I love it. It's like, it's like Michael Crawford's rabbit's dad. And <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot like the Michael Crawford's rabbit, doesn't it? It actually kind of does. Yeah, and I assume that's the rabbit hole behind them, but I don't know. So I, I really want to see this version. I think it looks... Like I think the makeup looks really good for a TV production in the 50s. It really does. It's actually kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so this was also another Herbert and Prentice adapt- adaptation play. Um, 
you know it's still pretty much all i know i mean we have like the cast and crew list but i don't none of them really jump out for me as being yeah. special that's pretty much it yeah oh wait uh newspaper mentions john glenn jones who did the 1948 alice as well Anyway, so this one was probably recorded, but there's no mention of it in the archive. Yeah, and again, it's yet another BBC version. So They probably taped over They probably did, but that said, I mean, um, Doctor Who episodes have been found at affiliates of BBC, so... Yeah. Maybe. That's true. Um, you never know. But don't... But I don't wonder how much it. of that is they're finding them because people are specifically looking for them. Yeah, definitely. So if this one does that exist out, the out there at some affiliate station, it, I feel like the chances are small for finding it because people aren't specifically looking for it. Yeah, it's actually kind of amazing how much stuff is actually out there, but nobody knows about it because nobody's tried to look for it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people used to believe that 1910 Alice was lost. And yeah. yet we know mm-hmm. of three copies of it that are out there. So I... I wouldn't be, you know, I would, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if with the Doctor Who stuff, they did find other BBC, BBC stuff and it just kind of like no one cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's definitely or, possible. Yeah. Um, but definitely the Doctor Who stuff is being purposely looked for. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Well, a I'm lot sure. of people are looking for that stuff. So that's honestly a large reason I think of why that stuff tends to get found mm-hmm. well I'm sure mm-hmm. though if someone did find like BBC stuff and it had Doctor Who and they told BBC they found it that they found other stuff BBC would be like hell yeah we want Ooh, I'm sure <laughs> yeah but hope. <laughs> it, hopefully um so you know maybe one day probably not don't count on it but if yeah. we do we'll be blessed because I want to see that rabbit talk me too um, <laughs> and i'm also curious about the other characters like if they also went for such for such costumes like that yeah i mean some of them will probably be horrifying this is early television (laughs) but it's it's still you know even if you think this is a horrifying rabbit it's still a big step up from previous animal characters and alice's before this yeah no question the next one is 1960 called adventures of alice Yes, this is a never BBC one, and this one actually exists in their archives. I don't know why they've never released it. Huh, okay. So this one exists. Yes, uh, go storm BBC and steal it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one is an opera, though, with puppet scenes. And I've never seen a picture of the puppet scenes, so I don't know how bad or good they are. I probably wouldn't like it, personally. I'm not into operas. Me neither. <laughs> But I think this, there are two, at least two other opera versions. I still haven't watched either of them, though. Yeah. Well, we, we just watched Young Suck Chen earlier. And we, to the be fair to that heads. one. Yeah, to be fair to that one, the stage production is horrible that they filmed. Um, but I still wasn't really that into the music itself. Yeah, same so, here, pretty much. Okay, looking at the cast list for 1960... Um, the only thing I've seen that's interesting is they have a character called Creature with a Long Beak. Uh, yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, <laughs> well, it's a creature with a long beak, apparently, but I guess yeah. they couldn't decide what it is. <laughs> okay, and that's all we know about this one. Uh, I think Alice, she kind of reminds me a little bit of the Jonathan Miller Alice a little. She I was just like, thinking that looking at the picture, like she's got the same sort of expression. expression. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was also re-aired later. 
it was re-aired a year later in august right um and okay the animal costumes look bad the hatter looks really good yeah hatter looks good the rest of the animals not so much yeah also dormouse like his the top of the dormouse costume looks separated or are those his arms i can't tell uh, it's a bad picture good question i can't tell from the picture maybe he's okay, wearing it looks a shirt like one part is his arm and he's like this and the other his other arms down so yeah his costume is separated for some reason interesting yeah i see what you mean but i don't know what to make of it well, maybe you just gave him a shirt yeah and maybe that's what you're seeing i don't know hmm, maybe they did give him a shirt because the march hair is dressed like a person oh oh well BBC, obviously, what we need to do is see this Alice so we can tell for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need to know if the Dormouse is wearing a shirt. Let it's very important. It. It's very important. It's the most important thing. So if you work at the BBC, please get this thing released. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's such a shame because they could have put this as an extra on any of their releases. They totally yeah. could have. Like 1966, like, this would have yeah. gone perfectly on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is kind of curious because it's like right before 1966 too. So mm-hmm. that would have been a really good extra. But I mean, it could have been on 1986, could have been on 1973. Yeah. They had plenty of opportunities. I don't know why it hasn't been done. I mean, there yeah. might be some explanation like rights or royalties or something, but still you'd think they'd be able to find some way to do it. Yeah. And I can also see why they wouldn't release it by the by itself because me too. I but can't see too many people wanting to buy a 1960 opera, but it could totally be on an extra on one of the other ones. Yeah. They need to release like a box set or something, or just a DVD that has or Blu-ray that has all the versions that they've ever made. That would like I would love some, that. I'm actually annoyed of... because they made 1973 and 1986 match, but not 1966. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're I mean, do I matchy, like matchy, they... do it with all of them. I feel like they kind of tried to put those together as a set. Yeah, they did. Um, and I guess 1966 doesn't really fit in with that. Yeah, they don't want it to fit in. But if you're an Alice collector, and that's... I'm just saying as an Alice collector, it would make more sense to do a set of the three of them, and they look the same. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I hate yeah. that be nice. sets of things don't all match. Yeah, collectors like matchy things. It's just <laughs> science. And... Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah but they should just do that but i i don't think they're ever going to release 1973 and 1986 again they didn't do very well yeah and as far as i can tell they've only been released in the u.s as well which seems really weird to me yeah that is weird i forgot that anyway i think that's all i have to say for that one well after that is another one from 1960 alice through the looking box which i can only imagine is their way of saying tv but trying to be cutesy and make it match with through the looking glass yes this was one where she actually goes through the tv um unfortunately Before 1966 e- hanna barbera yes um unfortunately doesn't exist anymore um i've actually contacted the company that has the abc archives and it's apparently not there huh i didn't know you contacted them well that's sad because it sounds amazing for a plot synopsis, because obviously this is not a faithful Alice. Um, it says, Gianni Carson plays Alice, a little girl who goes babysitting for Mr. and Mrs. Ray. I don't know why it's important to have their names. Apparently it is. 
mislaying the baby, she has to step into the TV screen to look for it. It. Um, characters she meets there include Humpty Dumpty, Cheshire Cat, Caterpillar, Duke of Larkin, March Hare, Mad Hatter, and Dormouse. And apparently a 20-foot high TV screen has been built to shrink Alice to convenient size. So there's yeah. actually a picture. I don't know if this is the TV, probably not the TV screen they're talking about. I think this is a manipulated picture, but I think it's actually really cute of Alice and the right rabbit outside the TV screen. And you see the Mad Tea Party and Humpty Dumpty on the screen. Yeah, I think it's a really cute picture, although I suspect it was made just for this magazine. Yeah, I think so. It's a good magazine cover. We have a picture of her with the book, mm-hmm. picture of her with the Mad Hatter and March Hare. March Hare is interesting because he's just wearing like a headband with ears. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> and like a bunch of loose straw. I mean, the white rabbit's kind of the same way. He just sort of has a hat on. Yeah. And then we have one. I actually... The very last picture that looks like a photo frame. I actually found that on eBay. Somebody was selling the picture. Unfortunately, I couldn't afford it. But I was like, they must have had a good time if they framed a picture of it. It was from people involved in the production. And they like underneath the photo, I think there there were signatures. So you could see like the Tweedles and some people with hearts on them. I guess the cards. Alice is petting the rabbit on the floor for some reason, I guess. (laughs) Um, Anyway. And that's all we have of this one. That's about it. This aired on ITV in the UK. Um, it was produced by ABC Associated British Corporation. No relation to like ABC in the US. Okay. I do kind of wonder if Hannah Bar- I don't know. Probably not. I was going to say, I wonder if Hannah Barbera was inspired by it, but. I'm it guessing UK. likely not because this was yeah. a UK production. Mm-hmm. We're also not sure how faithful it got when it went to Wonderland because the pictures look kind of faithful when she's in there it's really hard to tell with something like this yeah there is somebody with a guitar in that last picture so <laughs> i feel like this might be an interesting one to see if we, if we got the opportunity yeah so the next one did we talk about this one already? yeah i don't know if you want to talk about it again or not well we, we could mention it. it this is the bp yeah. super show from 1962 and this is the one where we saw some clips but as far as i know that's it so i guess do we have any other information we can talk about or um no not really i mean we pretty much talked about it already unless sam has anything to add um i don't think i have anything to add from what you've already talked about Um, okay besides that it is in a private collection just reiterating that yeah so this one exists we just can't watch it yeah yeah I guess at least we have clips better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The next one is 1966, the Channel Niners. Yeah. So this was an Australian Alice, another Australian one. Um, and it was around Christmas and Pixie Hill started as Alice. That's all we know. And it was part of like a, the Channel Niners club. So, and it was on Channel 9. So I assume it was like a teenage thing, maybe. I don't know. Or a kid mm-hmm. thing. I'm guessing maybe a kid this was like a kid's program yeah we do have the one picture and uh alice looks like she's wearing a very cheap party wig (laughs) um i pretty much um in fact all the costumes here look pretty cheap which isn't surprising if this was like a kid's program yeah Mm -hmm. i'm I'm suspect it was very it was done very low budget and quickly the hatter kind of makes me think more of the walrus to be honest (laughs) i thought he looked kind of like groucho marx or something 
So um, that's the thing, and unfortunately, that's all we know about it. Yep. The next one is 1971. Oh my gosh, this one's weird. Ah um, uh, yes, um, this was a theatrical production by the Stella Adler Players, and honestly, that's about all we know. It aired on PBS at least in Maine. Um, it was apparently aired on the Maine Public Broadcasting Network. I don't know if it was aired on other PBS stations. And we have the one picture, and it looks like a thumbnail of a video. So it's it is an archive, right? Yeah, it does exist in in an archive. And so our thumb, our one picture is a very weird thumbnail. It, it's kind of agonizing to me because I'm like, I feel like I should be able to just press play. It looks like a <laughs> randomly generated thumbnail. I'm pretty I sure that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, and it looks really weird. Yeah. It's in the American Archive of Public Broadcasting, and I'm guessing that they just automatically generated this one screenshot. Hmm. Awful screenshot. It's very weird looking. Yeah, it's very strange. I I mean, I could kind of see Alice talking to somebody, and I don't know who the woman's supposed to be. I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell. It has very weird things around her eyes, like sort of like circles, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd, and I can't tell what's part of her costume and what's part of like something behind her, because there's mm. like this square thing, and it almost she looks like kind of like she's painted to look like some sort of a modern art piece, but I can't tell yeah. if that's because of the two pictures superimposed together or not. Yeah, unfortunately, this shot is in the middle of a transition, so that makes yeah. it kind of hard to make out what what we're actually looking at. I think yeah. the squares are a backdrop because you can see them behind the guy. I think so too. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, I get the kind of like abstract experimental feel from this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it look, I think maybe Alice is standing behind her because like I can see her yeah, shoes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Alice. She has a, it looks like she has a very long like apron or pinafore on. Or maybe she's just wearing a long dress and that's her petticoat I see sticking out. Or, it, anyway, it's like, what an awful image to have, but it's also interesting though. We got a lot of discussion. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure nobody picked out this image. I'm pretty sure this was like randomly generated by some program. You would think that seems like a weird thing to like, just put out there is like the image to define your piece of media. Yeah. To me, she, this woman, whoever she is, she is Stella Adler and I don't care. Cause that's, <laughs> I don't care if she is or not, but it's, She's in this thumbnail. She's like the dominant force that now she is Stella. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So that, that one's weird. And Sam recently found that too. Yeah. Um, I actually found this one when I was looking for more information for this video. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Sam just like randomly finds these things. I told you, I find them when I'm looking for something else entirely. I don't know why. I never find what I'm looking for. Okay, the next um, one we don't have anything for beyond some information is called, from Thames Television. I'm assuming uh, it's like the yes. Thames River. Yeah. Um, be a British thing. Right. Thames Television at the time was like the biggest ITV station. So this aired on the ITV. On ITV. Don't know if it aired everywhere. It was a set of 12 episodes that was kind of aired throughout 1973 or like the early part of 1973. Yeah, January to April. So this was a series, it wasn't a movie. 
Yeah, it was a series. What I also find kind of interesting about this one is it's the same year as the BBC Looking Glass. How funny it is that they... Yeah, I think... Yeah. The Didn't Looking Glass, wasn't it like 100th year anniversary? When was Looking Glass? 1971, 1972? Uh, See, I'm not the Alice expert. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's why, but it's, and I, that might be why this one like completely overshadowed it because I didn't like originally find mentions of this, and but I thought it was just BBC, so I threw it out, and <laughs> I think it was Sam who like found something that was like, no, this was something different. Yeah, I mean, we have synopsis for most of the episodes, except for the last two, but I I think we can assume what they are, and they were only fifteen minutes. Yeah. And we only have three of the cast members. Um, I actually talked to someone to someone who's kind of familiar with British television at one yeah. point, And they said that this might've just been like Cyril Fletcher, who's listed as Lewis Carroll here reading the story. And then the other two girls kind of acting out some of the scenes, but who knows? <laughs> kind of neat. From, from what he told me, and I forget who I, who I was talking to who told me this, um, this sort of stuff, was done on British television for children quite a lot. And there's often not much record of it. Hmm. It often wasn't even recorded. Interesting. That that stinks. It looks very interesting to me. And I mean, that kind of makes sense because I've contacted, um, I forget which company, but there's a company that has the archives of Thames Television. And apparently they have no record of this ever happening whatsoever. Hmm. That's weird. Well, this one might be forever gone it's too bad seems likely unfortunately hey everyone editor jonathan here before we continue i do want to briefly mention a couple more that we either forgot to talk about or were discovered after we recorded one was called a dream of alice and that one was from 1982 and all that sam and jenna have from that is a cover image of the radio times and a clipping of a tv listing they have no idea what this program was but they think it might possibly have been some kind of Alice-inspired jazz concert set to illustrations, but there's really almost no info available as to what this thing could possibly have been. The other one was from a Polish TV program called Teater Telwizzi. My apologies to the entire country of Poland for (laughs) butchering that. I'm sure I did not pronounce it correctly. They have some decent images from that show. Uh, Nothing else. There's a good number of images, though, and it looks like it could have been pretty decent. I like most of the costumes that I'm seeing here, aside from one that appears to be a very creepy dormouse. But the rest of them look pretty good, and I hope that ends up being one that we rediscover someday. Stranger things have happened. We'll talk about it briefly later, but back in 2017... I covered a series of Alice-inspired music videos from Ukraine that I found on YouTube, which led to one of my viewers finding the whole movie. So, who knows? Maybe something like that could happen again. One of these days I should review that movie. Anyway, that's all I've got on those. Let's move on to the last two versions of Alice in Wonderland that we currently cannot watch, from 1999 and 2004. Well, from 1973, we're going to jump forward a huge amount because these have all been kind of a few years apart until now. Mm -hmm. We're jumping all the way to 1999 to something called Alice Underground, which is a 
a trailer, I think. It did not look very good. <laughs> <laughs> this one is not a faithful adaptation, and it was meant to be an experimental film in like still photos. I wondered about that. Yeah, not exactly still photos. I, they, oh, oh, what's the term? Oh my gosh, help me out. They filmed, but it only like took a few photos. They used like a still camera and I guess took pictures at certain intervals and turned that into the into the film. Yeah. So it's it was sort of like a time lapse, but yeah. But worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, this one is kind of interesting though, because it takes place in New York City and we do have like a Alice asleep at the Alice statue. But yeah, so New York City's supposed to be Wonderland. Alice gets lost, basically. <laughs> uh, the Cheshire Cat is the seedy bartender who seems to pop up most everywhere. Right. He flips a hallucinogen in her drink, so that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. She meets people who want to help her, corrupt her, people who don't really give a damn about her. She'll meet the Mad Hatter, the insane barfly, and his trusted sidekicks. She'll run into the White Rabbit, a call girl. <laughs> And the caterpillar is a groovy dude who smokes a hookah on a park bench, and tweet- the Tweedles are two escaped cons. So it's, uh, and they all ask her like, "Who are you?" Oh, and there's a Jabberwock. She's Alice must ultimately face the Jabberwock, the dragon that stalks her through the village. What village? Confused. Uh, <laughs> um, who who knows? I thought she was in NYC. Um, and then uh, the White Knight appears, and he's a trusty cab driver, and he helps her slay the Jabberwock. Um, so this one, yeah, it doesn't look that great. What is interesting is apparently they were selling this on VHS tape. Their website's still up. Um, they had a website up where you could email them to buy the VHS. I've never seen a secondhand copy of the VHS tape. So, um, me neither. I'm guessing it didn't sell very well. Yeah. We did find a account linked to them that updated kind of recently, so I did send a, a comment and I sent some emails to some email addresses we've found. So we'll see. Probably not, but we'll see. I don't have much else to say about this one, to be honest. Like the, the screen caps are kind of eh. Yeah. The only other thing I have to add is that this was shown at like a film festival. And I'm oh, guessing a few, that's, few ones. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's kind of why this was made. Mm. It's definitely it, an art film. Yeah. It didn't feel like something that would go to like the regular theaters yeah yeah this one i would only be interested in watching just because i like watching versions of else <laughs> like if i was looking for a movie to watch i wouldn't choose this one based on the trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think i would either but as an alice this... fan i would like to see it <laughs> is this like the first one where it kind of the first Alice, where it kind of goes off the rails a little bit into something more adult. Because Alice in Wonderland's not until 2009, right? Or something? Uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah. So Unless would, you count, like, the Spunkmire version. I don't really count that as off the rails. It's technically faithful. But I would say this is probably the first one where they, like, try to make it more dark, realistic, in a gritty way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so everybody, every other Alice that has tried that is copied from Alice Underground. They don't even know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the last one we have is from Um, 2004. 
So (laughs) (laughs) this one's a trip. Yeah. It's called Alice's Misadventures in Wonderland. And this is one that I was looking for like years ago because I saw a trailer somewhere. I don't know where I saw the trailer. I was like, this looks bizarre, but I was still intrigued enough to want to watch it. It doesn't look good, but it, it looks pretty bad if you ask me. <laughs> but there was something about it. Th- and Alice Underground. <laughs> uh, fair point, fair point, but that still doesn't make it good. There was still something about it that made me like, I kind of want to see this just to see how, see what they do. <laughs> it just looked, I don't know, just weird and different. And the acting didn't even seem that great, but it was just, there were so many things in it that was just like, this is weird, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs> so this one, a lot of people want to see it. And I think at some points they were thinking of distri- distributing it. I kind of get that feel from like the website they had. And and they put up like a trailer in like 2007, like after they did the film festivals, which makes me think they were thinking of distributing it. But uh, I like this. I, I don't know. I feel like this one would be interesting to watch. I, I agree with you. I don't want to say it's bad without seeing the film but the reviews um are not kind yeah the reviews are really (laughs) harsh against this one and i'm guessing that might be why they decided not to release it yeah Mm. um but to be honest sometimes i do kind of wonder if it's just they don't get it's supposed to be because it's definitely i don't know i definitely get the sense it's kind of like do you allow cursing on your show um I, i can beep it whatever Okay, it's kind of like a post movie, you know, when people like. Oh, yeah. That's the sense I get. I don't think it's supposed to be taken seriously at all. And a lot of these people like mention liking Alice and wanting, you know, being excited to see like a modern version of it. I mean, just and, judging by some of these pictures, it. I, I kind of agree with you. Like the one with that looks like like a boxer guy or something. I don't see how you could take that seriously. That's Herr Hatter. <laughs> um hatter hatter is german i guess Herr hatter uh and he's in a hot tub uh, <laughs> so this is not a serious movie and uh you, i mean you could kind of tell because like for instance okay uh the white rabbit is not called the white rabbit his his character name is gas mask right uh, <laughs> and i mean you see that in the tr- trailer <laughs> there yeah. there are some interesting character names in the cast list including hot tub mom mumble mouth who knows what that is suicide guy and suicide observer yeah uh, and <laughs> the suicide ones are kind of interesting if you look at the picture of the castle that we have <laughs> yeah i'm thinking that might be the suicide but there's a lot of observers so i'm not sure um what's also kind of neat about this castle picture is it's cgi and it's actually not that bad cgi for a low budget film at the time like at first when i first looked at it i kind of just like thought it was a real castle before like looking at it same here um you actually kind of have to look at it to see that it's cgi and it's not bad i'm sure in the film it's like not shown that long either so um anyway it gives me humpty dumpty vibes so i'm like i'm kind of wondering anyway so that's there's weird stuff it's definitely not meant to be a serious Alice adaptation. Yeah, but it kind of seems like the people who saw it, and this was another one that, that was shown at like film festivals, I get the feeling that they didn't really get it. 
But at the same time, um, a lot of them, some, there was one person who felt like a lot of this was like inside jokes for the crew and cast, which I don't know. There, there, there is kind of a question. I, I do, I do think these people were taking it too seriously, but I do kind of wonder if part of the reason why they were taking it seriously was because it genuinely wasn't funny unless you were in on the joke. That um, could be. I mean, it's yeah. hard to tell without actually seeing it, but that might explain things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would like to see this. I think it's interesting. And the clips we see of Maggie Henry as Alice, I think she does it well enough. Like, I can't judge her whole performance based on the trailer. She's definitely not the worst Alice I've seen. Agreed. <laughs> um, I think she seems okay in at least the clips we have. Yeah. I also, I do kind of like that she's in purple. Well, one thing that stood out to me with this one is the fact that they had the drag queen of hearts. Oh, yes. Oh, I, right. And I feel like that seems like something that I can't believe other versions haven't done something like that before. Yeah. And I actually think, of course, it looks cheesy in yeah. the trailer, but I think it looks like a lot of fun, too. Like, it looks like one of those movies that it's entertaining because it's bad. Yeah. And that would be a reason yeah. to watch it. That could yeah. be. <laughs> I'm going to go the very light route and say that it was meant to be bad kind of i think it's unfair to judge it without seeing it because i'm actually some of the things i have seen about it i am a little bit impressed but yeah it's probably just people didn't get it that's kind of the feeling i get just from the reviews it seems like they were they were trying to treat it as like a serious film a serious adaptation and that's just not what this is it seems pretty clear that that's not what this is apparently it was like shown with like another really good film that might have been part of the problem yeah i mean that said i'm not saying it's like the best film ever i haven't seen it mm-hmm. but i don't think it's as, as bad but who knows who knows if we'll ever well, see it we can't really judge it without seeing it so yeah who knows i'm sure a lot of Crowleyans would hate it though um if it came out <laughs> the purists well, certainly would yeah <laughs> I, I think people just need to relax, relax a little bit. But I, I'm I'm the weird kind of Crowleyan who likes faithful things, but I'm also like, yeah, have some fun with it. Do uh-huh. different things. <laughs> I, I mean, like... I kind of feel that way too. I don't think an adaptation has to be straight to be good. Yeah. 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 I mean, that said though, there are some playing around adaptations I don't like. Like, I don't like Burton's. But, you know, the fun thing about Alice adaptations is the different take. So it's I yeah, would like mm-hmm. to see this one. I, at least the drag queen of hearts looks amazing. We should have more drag queens in Alice. <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> a drag queen of hearts. It just seems like kind of an obvious thing for somebody to do. And I just, when I saw that, I was like, why hasn't somebody else done this? I mean, that's a good question. And honestly, I'd welcome more portrayals of that. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was an, if there's been previous queen of hearts that were played by men it's usually the duchess though yeah yeah but i mean like the the fact that they like called it out like even if there was like that could be an interesting thing but like they called it out as like a drag queen of hearts yeah and it's it definitely like going an full obvious in with thing. it too yeah whereas even like when duchesses were played by men lost you know it was it, there were still faithful adaptations where uh-huh. this one is it's obviously like playing into it Drag queens yeah. are a lot of fun. So um, I think we should at least get like a clip show of the drag queen, Queen of Hearts. 
they can at least give us that. <laughs> I would like to see that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And that's all we really have about this one. This one, I feel like, of all the ones we've talked about, it feels like it's the most likely that we might see it. It's Just definitely, because... I think it's the most interesting in a way, besides Through the Crystal Ball, my favorite. Um <laughs> Well, this one is most recent, so I feel like it has the most chance of getting out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe they could sell it to a streaming service. I mean, it definitely exists, and there's there's probably more than one copy of it, so who knows? It could surface sometime. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't see any harm in putting it out. It's not like they're making any money off of it now. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why they why they haven't. And there are certainly people out there who have been asking for it. Yeah, yeah. The dark side of the mirror is out. Um, this this looks way better than that. So. <laughs> that I know is you true. Seen that yet, Jonathan, that one's really bad. Yeah, that um, one's. Yeah, that one's really bad. One. Yeah, and that one was distributed. We only found out about it recently. It's streaming. You can <laughs> watch it streaming. Um, but anyway, it's like so. So that was really bad. Whereas this one, at least, it looks like it has some value as competent and funny. Definitely the CGI is good for the time and the budget. Going around in circles. I want to see it. I do too. Okay, well, that's all we've got for missing Alice's. There's probably more out there that we don't even know about, but these are the oh, no question. 19 that we know about. Yeah, because notice um, it's basically all English ones. Um, yeah. And there's definitely probably been in some in other countries. We just don't know about them. because Oh, no question. I'm really I mean, bad with languages. Finding <laughs> out about these things isn't the easiest thing because usually there's just like, oh, there's a mention in a newspaper or a magazine or something. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how we find out about these. Yeah. And for other languages, one, we're not looking, but also just the language barrier makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can just find the most random things. Like back when I first started this, I guess the youtube algorithm had me figured out and it gave me these ukrainian alice in wonderland music videos and i realized that they were from a movie and eventually i found the movie like so and i think somebody sent it to me because i mentioned it in a video like i made a video about these music videos so there's stuff all over the world is that, that we the don't 2014 know version yeah i think it might have been yeah yeah this, well thanks to you we have that that we didn't know about <laughs> yeah we didn't even know about that one until you told us about it and yeah and then we found a copy yeah i'm so, surprised somebody else had a copy to give you <laughs> me too I, this i think it was just it was on some russian website like i couldn't read the web page that they sent me <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> yeah there's there's you never know what's out there. There's stuff all over the world that we have no idea about. It'll, and you also never know what will show up, too, of the things we do. Like Sam mentioned earlier, pe- people thought 1910 was lost. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We thought that, the 1970 yeah. French version. Like, I thought, I, I never thought I'd be able to see that one, but we have that one now. Sometimes all it takes is somebody to go looking for it in the right places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining me. This was. A very interesting conversation full of many rabbit trails and just a lot of interesting things that we can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, if anyone else out there does know something about these adaptations or can help us find anything else, please let us know. Yeah, yeah, let us know. We've, we're interested. Definitely pictures, if you have pictures. I, I love pictures. Yes, please. I want more pictures in 1956. I want more rabbit, more potentially terrifying television rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's cool. much worse rabbits. Yeah, they, yeah. That's true. That, that one did not look nearly as bad as some other older, much creepier looking rabbit. Uh, I'm actually impressed with that rabbit. 1931 I, comes to mind. But yeah. 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 We were, we we're talking about like, while we were waiting for you, we we're talking about like the worst rabbits. And for me, it's <laughs> ni- 1931. I think, um, I think is that's probably my least favorite rabbit as well. 1933 also is pretty bad. He has like black eyes. Yeah. Maybe, but I think 1931 is creepier. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay, well, that's probably going to be it for this episode. Do you guys want to let people know where they can find you if they want more content, more Alice stuff? Um, I Hello, I am Still She Haunts Me Phantomwise. Uh, you can find my old Tumblr blog. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but it has hyphens in it. Um, if you search link. up, yeah, if you search up Phantomwise, you'll get it. And I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really haven't updated it in years. Um, I mostly work with Sam now for his channel, The Curiouser Archive, previously known as Curiouser and Curiouser. And yeah. Okay. And Sam? I run the YouTube channel, Curiouser Archive. That's kind of where you can find me now. I used to have a Tumblr blog called Curiouser42, but I haven't updated that in years now. So mainly just run the YouTube channel. I post Alice's. <laughs> okay. Well, I will have all that stuff linked in the description for people who want to find it. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us on here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. We'll have to talk again sometime about some other Alice. <laughs> There's a few that I would like to get to that I think you guys will be the ones to talk to about. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm up for anything, especially this year. okay well we'll see you then all right thanks to sam and jenna for joining me for this episode of every version ever i'm sure we'll have them back again in the future but in the meantime if you want more from them i'll have their links in the description below next week will probably be another classic episode of wonderland wednesday but i have no idea which one it will be quite yet I made this episode way in advance as I was simultaneously editing it into a mini-series for Wonderland Wednesday over on my main YouTube channel, as well as this episode. This is turning out to be an extremely busy summer for me, so I'm trying to save time where I can. But consequently, I don't know which episode I'll end up using for next week, so I guess you'll just have to be surprised. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Every Version Ever.